We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's Danny Meringue, Brandon Sprague. It's a lovely Thursday. Uh, what could be? There we go. Sorry, I got an update on my phone. What could be uh, the last night of summer leave for the Portland Trailblazers? Very important, right? That's what we're here yep. for. Yep. Uh, but in all seriousness, it is what could be the last night because they don't have the round robin tournament anymore. It's just the uh, single games, uh, the four, and then the best get the. Uh, title game so um, and it's a weird and there's supposed to be danny like uh we we had a gambling guy on again today and he said he picked the pacers he went pacers and then of course mm. ben mathering gets shut down like 30 minutes after our show today Whoop. uh but he starts going into like how weird the format is of how they conclude who's going to be the championship he's like if it's record and then there's ties there's tiebreakers yeah margin like of victory these, yep. all these weird things that conclude and then somebody's going to get a championship ring out of this yeah, they're going to get their uh, Summer League Championship ring. But, yeah. uh, again, thank you all for being here. We appreciate you. Like, rate, view, subscribe. Help us grow the show. If you're watching here live on YouTube, click the subscribe button. Help us grow. We've been growing all summer. Uh, Brandon and I's goal, is, uh, to be honest, is let's hit 4,000 before the start of the season. Um, that would be absolutely rad. So, um, without further ado, um, Jabari Walker got a contract, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, he got, did. Got a full-on contract, Brandon. What was your yeah. What was your reaction when the uh, the announcement came out that he got a full guaranteed deal? Uh, Michael Jordan, Game One, Utah Jazz, '97 Finals. Nice. One Fist of these. Pump. Yeah, yeah. Just a solid little. I hit the game winner. I know I'm good. Here we go. We're up one nothing. No big deal. I thought, it, I thought it was big, you know. And what I mean by that is, we were debating a lot. Two way guy, how he was going to fit what he was going to look like. We talked about the summer league stuff before Shaden got hurt. And we said, what are we excited for? And mm -hmm. obviously Shaden was at the top of that list, but my thing was kind of, I wanted to see Jabari good size, uh, good pedigree in terms of his dad and, and maybe the experience or teachings that he could have learned from him. And Casey, by the way, shout out Casey Holdall, an exceptional piece on what his dad has helped him with along his journey. Yeah. And I'd highly advise people go check that out. And, um, I really want to see what he'd be, and he's been something. And I, you know, I don't know what minutes that means. Yeah, I don't expect a whole heavy load, but I was happy to see him kind of earn that contract, 
and earn that 15th spot and go into the season maybe with the chance to get some more minutes than we thought. This team's hit on second round guys before. And so I look forward to him getting an opportunity because, quite frankly, the team needs his size. Yeah, that they absolutely need his size. Uh, when I was down in Vegas, it was one of the more discussed things, uh, whether or not he was going to get the two-way deal or he was going to get the uh, full contract. And I shouldn't say full contract. Uh, the first year is guaranteed. The second year is partially guaranteed. The third year is not guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, but it is not a rookie minimum. It's not like the, what is it, 953000 or whatever it is. It's about a $1.5 million average annual salary. So yeah. I, I tweeted out the other day when somebody asked, um, you know, what, what to expect if it happened was somewhere between 1.3 and 1.8. <laughs> somewhere between there. So it just so happens that it landed exactly between 1.3 and 1.8. Um, but listen, shout out Jabari Walker for, for going out there and getting it done. Because this he gets a two-way deal if he doesn't play the way he did. He, he got... It, what was really cool is the, the Trailblazers tweeted out that video of him signing his contract and getting a, a hug from his dad and just saying what it meant. And this isn't some little thing. Like, this is a guarantee. And it was it, it is a big deal for him, and it is a big deal for the guys on the back end um, who really, they need this. Talking to Trenton Watford about this last year, or, you know, this year, about last year. You know, we had him after game two. I believe it was Hyken who asked him uh, in the scrum, and like, does the idea that like, you don't have to battle for your spot, that your contract's kind of taken care of, like you have a real deal Holyfield contract, like that's shout out Richmond. He put that in my head. He had said that this morning, uh, but he uh, that a real contract was in his hands, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that matters. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Like that's a real thing, man. For all of the oh, he's just. No, this is still a 19-year-old kid who sat there for almost three hours, didn't know if he was going to be drafted, didn't know where he was going to go, second-to-last pick, and, you know, I'm sure he sat there and saw, I mean, as, as hashtag media, we were in there asking everybody, including Jabari, about Shaden on the first day of practice. And he's got to be sitting there thinking, like, what am I, chop liver? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And he went out there and he got it done, man. And it's, I still don't think he's going to be a part of the rotation necessarily, but it's a, I think there's a, a real chance. I, I had the same kind of sense around Gary and, and Connaughton and, and I'm not going to be surprised if he has a game or two. Right. It's, it's not, not at all. Uh, Something then there was asking how long the contract is. It's a three year contract. Uh, but only the first year is guaranteed, second year is partially guaranteed. Uh, the the big thing here, Brandon, is that brings the roster to 15. Yeah. And I was talking to some Blazers folks, and it definitely sounded like they wanted to get to keep it at 14 to, to allow for that word that everybody loves to hate, flexibility. Mm-hmm. But there's always an opportunity to make some moves. You've got some guys with some very low money um, on the back end of the roster. I I definitely could see them doing a two-for-one or outright even waving somebody and stretching mm-hmm. somebody. Um, I don't think... What would your best guess be of who that would be? It's Didi right now. He's just not an yeah. NBA player. Okay. Yeah, he, no, I don't disagree. Um, it, the Utah Jazz have been open for business entirely. And they're going to move on to Mitchell. 
we, which, you know, we kind of talked about that. Was it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. No, Monday. I'm sorry. Before the uh, was it Tuesday that the Woj stuff dropped, we talked about it Monday night. Um, that, yeah, he's, he's going to get moved. It's just a matter of where uh, or when, I should say. And I'd say it feels like it know, we know where. It's just a matter of well, when. Well, it's, it's one of two. It's Miami or New York. That was always going to be the case. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn was kind of like the situation where if a bigger deal came along, you could try to figure it out. But if Portland can can get off of, of Didi's deal or include him, uh, like him and Keon bundled up together with a second-round pick, maybe that's enough to get like a Jared Vanderbilt. I know a lot of people in the comments have been talking about Vanderbilt. Van, Vando's a guy that I have loved from day one. Um, so so I, 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 like, I like Vanderbilt a lot. I'd actually mm-hmm. sign up for that trade all day. Um, and that's no shot men at Keon. I just – and then also – They need more size, and, and Vando's 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, yeah, do we think Utah is really willing to do that deal? Like, I know Ainge is kind of an asset acquirement situation right now with Utah, but like, it all depends on like what, what, how they value a guy like Keon. Like, do they look at Keon as a guard and, and think he's a guy that makes sense to them? Because right now, Danny Ainge in, in talks, uh, Andy Larson from the Salt Lake Tribune, one of the things he highlighted in a potential Knicks package is uh, they really like Quentin Grimes. Mm. Like, some people, you know, the the Jazz don't really value R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Which, good on them, because they shouldn't. Um, Ooh, hot take. I, I mean, I've had Knicks fans burying me all day today, so I don't care. <laughs> they loved me a couple weeks ago when I hopped on the uh, the Strickland and the Knicks Film School podcast, and now that I'm, I'm saying that their package is not that great, um, they hate me again. So. Well, they, they want nice things, because yeah. much like Portland, they haven't had nice things in a long time. No, it's self-inflicted. It happens. Um, I would love Vando. Um, if yes. Portland could get on the horn and make that a possibility, I I would, I'd be really happy with it. Um, I saw a question earlier in the comment section of the tweet that you teased uh, about like, th- is this the roster? Is this it? Maybe that move comes to fruition. Again, I'm 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 hoping it can. I'd love to have Jared Vanderbilt in the rotation of this team. I don't expect, by the way, I don't I didn't mean for my Walker comments to come across as if I expect Jabari Walker to play 12 minutes a night. I think. Sp- he's going to be sparingly used, but it's something that, you know, he's a rookie. So you get to develop him along the way, he gets to travel with the team. You know, he's, he's practicing with these dudes. He's going to get his run when they play garbage teams, like teams that are worse than them. And they're up by 20. Here you go. Jabari Walker. Here's your minutes. He's going to get the experience that way. And I kind of agree with your assessment of having a couple games, but if that trade doesn't come to fruition, this is your team. And I, I know we can get to all that stuff, yep. but Vanderbilt would be great. But this is kind of the team I'm expecting to see opening night. That's kind of where I was going to kind of shift this here in a little bit. Vanderbilt's kind of the best possible scenario in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, six eight, six nine, uh, doesn't shoot, but he's a connector, a fantastic connector. And honestly, I think Jabari is going to be that guy. When it's all said and done, I think Jabari is is kind of a Vando with a not nearly the playmaking chops, but a, certainly more of a shot. Uh, Vando's just kind of a non-shooter, but a fantastic playmaker. That that was something that was absolutely brilliant. Uh, showed all the way through at, at Hoop Summit. He was fantastic there. It may have been the best playmaker on the floor, to be honest. It was it was incredible back in 2018. Yeah. Um, was it 27? That was 2017. I'm sorry. Um, but it, it's it's an interesting way to go about things. Uh, the good th- the thing is like financially here. Uh, with that contract, uh, the Blazers have, or before this deal, they had about five and a half million in space. The first year is going to cost them a little more than a million. I think it's um, like one point one. So they've basically got 
you know, 4.3, if you moved two second-round picks for Vanderbilt straight across and then found another landing place for Keon and then waved Didi, however, you know, whatever you wanted to do as far as getting things right, it would be tight financially. Uh, I think they could. They could if they traded Keon for for uh, draft capital and waived Didi. I think they would have about probably five hundred thousand in space. Mm-hmm. But they could take uh, Vando into that six and a half million dollar TPE left over from Covington, uh, and I believe he's at four point two, so he would fit right in there. So they would have maybe not even five hundred thousand in space. They'd have like two hundred thousand in space when it was all said and done. But get. You know, get a little uh, creative, and you can make some things happen. I think that's mm-hmm. cer- certainly uh, enough. There's enough room there to kind of make something happen. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, and there it is. The Phoenix Suns have matched Indiana Pacers' wow. four-year, $133 million offer. They yep. didn't even wait. They did not wait. Wow. Jeez. Wow, 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 wow. So. Didn't think. Th- I Actually, the next thing on the rundown here was the eight and offer. So, Kevin shout Durant, out. Uh, Miami bound, huh? <laughs> Toronto. You're going to have to. Okay. Can we can we sidestep Portland real quick? Yeah, no, we can. This is I I don't get the Toronto move. How so? I well, for which side? Kind of kind of both, right? With Toronto, okay. Go look, on. I know, I know. Masai, he's a genius. He's mm-hmm. one of the best. He won a championship with this kind of stuff. Uh, difference is going to be he's got KD on four years, not one and done the way Kawhi was. Um, to me, it's interesting, Danny, because Toronto, what would they have to give up for that trade? Is that team going to be the best in the East? If you're giving up, are you, are you really going to get, you want to give up? I, I, look, Scotty Barnes is probably not ever reaching KD level. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he seems to be one of the players involved in that package. I is, is Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam and Kevin Durant winning you the championship it's a good it's a that's good, a really good team i'm not no i'm not saying they're bad i just i don't think that there's ever gonna be a warriors-esque team again like that's no th- no, no no i i know i know and i maybe yeah that's kind of where i'm coming the, from no, the, I the framing is. yes no we, we got so brainwashed by these soup like super super teams super super team like yeah. not just a super team but like holy shit this is insane level of warriors yeah. basketball 
But I don't I don't think we're going to run into that anymore. Because if you look at that, I, I know we look at this weird. Pascal's an all-star. Fred Van Vliet's an all-star. You, well, you, Fred you, Van Vliet's an all-star, and Pascal's a third all-NBA guy. Like, so, all-NBA. so you have two all-NBA guys mm-hmm. and an all-star. That, that's great. Pre-Warriors, that's, 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 title. that's a title-contending yeah. team. That's as good as it gets. But the depth. I just I what they'd give up for that is where I'm saying like depth coming in playing a factor. I think Masai kind of figures that out. I guess my my point is like this is interesting. This is you know where is he going to go? Is, if he goes back to Brooklyn, I won't be shocked. But I don't view I didn't view the Phoenix thing. I don't know if I view Miami if they can somehow figure a way to include Bam in a trade where maybe he doesn't go to Brooklyn or maybe Brooklyn trades Ben because they can't be on the same team. I guess I just don't view it as this insurmountable, hey, you got to bet the Raptors to win the championship type thing. I, no, I we're, we're, ne- we're never going to we're never gonna see those again. We're never going to see the insurmountable. Like, we're going to see good teams, but we're not going to see, you know, negative money on, like, the Warriors type of situation ever again. So you give up you give up Scotty Barnes, OG, yes. and just a shit ton of draft yeah. capital. 100%. And, and say, here you go. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Winning two chips that way, I mean, you can't argue with that. I mean, you you did it once. <laughs> it's and, funny and, and, here. Oh, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I did notice, I saw somebody tweet this, but Woj said uh, Phoenix is, could be looking to go all the way to Saturday before they decide, and then Shams comes in and says, Phoenix has decided it's over like five minutes after Woj's tweet. Yeah, if you want to know who which side of this – uh, Woj was getting information from. Uh, Woj was getting it from Indiana, and Shams was getting it from Phoenix. <laughs> Ta-da! Uh, listen, uh, Portland GMs have good ties with Woj. Remember, for those that don't know, Kevin Pritchard is the GM in Indiana. He tried to drop a pitch lap. Uh, so in this world, the Phoenix Suns save a year. DeAndre Ayton does not get a five-year max deal. He gets a four-year max deal here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Suns have bungled this from every level. Yep. At least they retained him, only because I think they were backed into a corner. But it was always hilarious, the amount of people who thought that he wasn't going to get a max offer. I, I always thought that was one of the more ridiculous things that I saw. That like, Oh, yeah, no, you'll get him at a discount. No, no, you're not. Like, there's just He's no... He's 23 years old. Yeah, there's. Come he's on. one of what was it, fifty-one players in NBA history to average fifteen and ten uh, through their first four years, all four years. And among those players, he has the number one field goal percentage at fifty-nine point nine percent ahead of Shaq. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. He's turned into quite the polarizing player. Uh, Somebody tweeted me earlier, he's like, say what you want about the offseason. Better to have Nurk at 17 than eight at 30-some million. And I'm like... In what world? Well, I I think that just goes to show how many people feel how they feel about him. They just think, oh, he's the third fiddle in Phoenix. Who cares about that guy? He's not that great. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think he... I've thought this the entire time. Worth the swing to me. Oh, 100%. Um, So, Aiden can't be dealt until what? Next year, yeah. Unless he can, unless he gives the consent, it yeah, just because it's, it's essentially, yeah, it's essentially a no trade clause. Yeah, uh, but he can't be dealt until the deadline, um, and he can't be dealt into Indiana until uh, July. What I think fifteenth next year. Now, if if the Pacers were to come back, they'd have to wait until the off season because of the officer sheet. Uh, if you want further Phoenix propaganda, you can get the follow-up from Shams. The Suns made clear throughout free agency the franchise intended to bring Aiton back and were committed to spend in order to continue competing for a title around Booker, Paul, and Aiton. <laughs> yeah, they weren't absolutely trying to get Kevin Durant out of Brooklyn. Okay. So listen, man. James Jones had that draft ready. Shout, the shout out Jonesy. Uh, Phoenix now goes, and then he added this too. Phoenix now goes approximately fifteen million dollars in the tax. The Phoenix Suns are going to pay the tax for the first time in thirteen years. Shout first out Robert Sarver. Thirteen years. <laughs> Where's my air horn at? <laughs> first time in fifteen years that cheap um, ass is gonna pay the tax. I'm just, definitely not yeah. picking him this year, though. That's just, that's a oh, it's a disaster. Tax. The vibes are going to yeah. be a dump truck. Can't wait for the first day the coach is like, hey, I don't like you, but welcome back. And he's like, hey, I hate you too, but I'm here, baby. Oof, man. Uh, Let's get to the other other big name here, Donovan Mitchell. Um, Very much seeming like he's going to be a Nick. If you've paid attention to us, we've been talking about this for on and off for probably since the All-Star break uh, when CAA basically soft-launched that it was going to happen. I was told that, that Mitchell asked for a, a trade as of, was it Thursday or Friday? We were down in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I had heard that there, there was an ask that had happened. Um, so that's why we on Monday I was like, yeah, no, he's gone. <laughs> and then we got Tuesday's Woj news. Um, the ESPN package as of this morning was like four picks, Fournier, Toppin, and McBride, which was hilarious. I was like... Because those picks are all protected, awful, stinky mm. picks. Um, as I was arguing with Knicks fans about the package, an actual better package came out with three unprotected picks and mm. McBride out and Grimes in. And uh, I was like, ah, there we go. Now okay. we're getting warmer. Okay. Um, but, again, if you're the Blazers, what you're looking at here is can you peel something off in a deal? Can you can you can you steal a Cam Reddish off the pile? Can you peel Jared Vanderbilt off? Like it's. I think it's going to be tough for him to do it. I I don't think Joe's not going to not try. I just yeah. think it's going to be really tough for them to jump in. This feels like Utah knows what they want. The Knicks know what they want. Portland calls and they go. 
we don't really need you for this. We kind of know what we want and we're going to like, cause again, I, I, from the Utah side, if I'm Utah, this is just, but Utah's going to have too many players. Like they're going to have to. Sure. Vanderbilt's one though, that I'd want to roll the dice with and see, yeah. can you become a little more than what you are? Cause you're already a nice but do you, role player. But do you want to be too good? Or do you want to go full Portland? Because Wembyana is oh. there. Yeah, no, he's he's there, and that's I think Danny's got ideas of what he wants to do. I don't know, if, and this is the thing, Vanderbilt. We're talking about him being a nice piece. I'd love to have him in Portland. Mm-hmm. I don't know if guys like him quite impact the winning and losing, unless there's a star player next to them. That's kind of my point. You, I don't you, know. You Portland still... Portland really leaned into the skid. No, I know, I know, and I think Utah will too. But like Jared Vanderbilt collecting, let's just say eight numbers, fifteen and ten. I don't think is going to change Utah's record much. Might get them a couple wins. Yeah, and we, Utah we, would probably be pissed the way Portland has been with those four wins before. The let, let's be honest, Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge, the Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City Thunder, the mm-hmm. Houston Rockets, and the San Antonio Spurs are oh, going man. to yeah. be awful. Oh, don't sell Orlando short. Oh no, either. I'm just talking in in the West. Oh, yeah, in the West. That's just the West. The the four or five worst teams. The thing is, you are in the play-in right now, barring injuries. Because because those those four teams below are going to be so bad, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just not going to matter. They're they're just... I don't know. Uh, Andy Marston says Vando is appealing because he's cost-controlled next season, too. Yeah, no, it's... It's a Vando is the perfect fit. Honestly, he was one of the guys we were talking about coming into this offseason. Like, uh, maybe, but Minnesota, that looks like the kind of guy that really they'd kind of like to ride with. Obviously, they had to give up a little something uh, oh, yeah. to get Gobert done. Um, it's it's interesting. But you're, you're pretty much, I think, on the, uh, the train that Donovan Mitchell is gone, right? Oh, I mean, I... I'm going to be, sh- I'll be shocked if he's there for camp. Yeah, I don't know. At this point, I don't know how you don't move on. It seems like both sides want to, one wants to hit the restart button, and the other wants to hit the restart button and play in- at home. I, that that much seems to be clear to me right now. What does Indiana do with Turner? That's the other part of this. Is like <laughs> The guy they tried to trade like six they, times. They just tried to trade him multiple times. They went out and He's now- become their John Collins. It kind of ha- yeah, that's a good point. Like he, you tell me he didn't see the alert. Indiana's offered the four-year, one hundred thirty-three million dollar deal to Aiden. He, he's not seeing that and going. Wait a minute. Me and Sabonis couldn't do it, but me and DeAndre will. Come on, that's not what you want to do here. I don't know what they do. Like Atlanta, what are they doing with John Collins? This whole thing is weird, man. There's some there's some really weird vibes around like three or four teams right now. You know, listen, for all of the Portland didn't make a massive move, they're not a title contender stuff, the vibes, vibes are immaculate, baby. They matter. Listen, I was down in Vegas, and the vibes are pristine. Pristine. Going into last season, they could not have been worse. For all of the, why aren't you harder on on the Blazers? Why? Because the vibes are great. And they matter. They matter a ton. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. That stuff bothers me, too, like, what do you want me to do? Like, how much harder am I supposed to go at a team for not becoming a title contender in one offseason after having with limited assets? With, with limited assets and peeling off all of those horrific contracts. Yeah. Like, I just think the standard for some people was just a little too high. I, I told my brother-in-law this. He's a he's a huge Blazer fan, former season ticket holder. 
He loves the pod. I told him this the other night. I'm like, look, it's not, it wasn't a picture perfect off season. I didn't like the Nurk stuff. You know, I, I get it. We're still a little small team wise as I drop one of the first wheeze of the season. But this team is going to be fun to watch, I think. I think when you look at the parts they have and the way that they can kind of fit together, you got Ant coming in again. You got Nas, can he stay healthy? You've got Dame healthy. You've got Jeremy. You've got Hart. You've got GP2. Sure, you have Nurk and you have no backup big. But, like, I just think this team. You got Watford and Jabari who are are fun. Infinitely infinitely better, Daniel. And something different. So it's. For all of the – and one of the things is, like, the more you cover a team, when it becomes stale, it's hard to cover the team. It, it really is. You're just like, we're really going to do this again, huh? We're really going to run it back with this again. You're really not going to make those changes. And you're just sitting there going, they made changes. And guys That's are healthy. Guys who started a podcast last year, how hard it could be. <laughs> Christ. How many nights did we have? I got in my little staircase closet, and I'm like, well, let's talk about another shitty night of basketball. And you were like, you were like, you quite frankly, like, to be honest with you guys, Danny, like, half the time at the end of the year when this whole thing hit the mountain, Danny would be like this. And I'm like, well, let's start her up. (laughs) Because there was nothing to pull from it. There was just, now you know, you're 100% unplugged. Yeah, yeah, your your audio completely went out. Oh. There, you, there you go. Oh, that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. Um, it's it's all interesting uh, as far as how it ended up playing out. I don't, you know, let's, let's we'll push the summer league game back here a little bit. I, I want to kind of get in the offseason grades. I said August first, but I think for the most part we can kind of settle things in as they sit right now. Now they Are may you make sure? they uh, listen. I, you don't want to wait two two and a half weeks here. I you would wait. Think, okay. You I think hold on. Fair okay. Because there seems because there, be there some could real things in movement. There, there could be something else. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I put offseason grades with a question mark. It was a tease for two weeks from now. Yes. <laughs> um. I will say this: I am trying to get like I do every summer. I am trying to get a handful of guys that come on uh, of the actual players. So uh, requests have been made, uh, and I you could you could figure out who I've already asked, uh, as well as some new guys. So uh, expect to have those here in the next couple months, or next couple months, next couple weeks. Um, as soon as we get done with, with Summer League, that stuff gets infinitely easier. Um, Summer League, though, Game 4, not to get like too much into it. As anything from Summer League in general, outside of Jabari, jumped off the table or jumped off the, the, the TV for you at all, anything in there was just kind of what you expected uh yeah i mean it was a it was about what i expected um i thought keon got off to a really promising start night Mm -hmm. one and then kind of just petered out a little bit um maybe expected a little more from from greg and and didn't quite see what i was hoping for uh but jabari was a great surprise and shaden getting hurt just kind of really put a damper i think on summer league for a lot of fans so I, I don't know. It, there really wasn't much there. Not much that I would say that like I took significant note of to say, well, we need to dive into this. I think Jabari is kind of the story. The questions around Shaden's health is obviously a big part of the story. But this team is largely settled as of today. There's obvious holes, but Summer League stuff specifically, I, I don't think anything really stood out. I'd, it'd be nice to have 
a new owner. I'll say that again. And to finally have a G League team. If anything, this team kind of makes me wish we had that um, instead of shipping them off to different teams. And that whole thing is always weird to me. How you, oh, they're going to go play for this affiliate. Okay. But like, is Portland's coach is going to, is he going to go with them? Like, it, I don't know. That whole thing is weird. So outside of that, there's, I wouldn't really note much of, uh, other than those things. For me, obviously, Jabari stands out a ton. But outside of game one, where Watford just tried to do way too much, I think he had like seven turnovers in that game. Um, he just, like, that entire team looked awful in the first half. Yeah. And I just don't think they were ready to play basketball as, as evidence of. It's, and I don't necessarily hold that against the coaching staff because media was there for. Uh, a bunch of the practices pre uh, or before they went down to Vegas for media availability and stuff like that. And we're not in there allowed to watch the practices, but we can kind of hear through the door. Um, there was one where we couldn't get in. We were, we were supposed to get in at like 1145. We didn't get into almost one. Like we we're just standing in this little room outside. You, you've been to the practice facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, tiny little media room. Yeah, little me- yeah. You, yeah, yeah. So we were standing there for like an hour plus. And they're like, sorry, guys. We didn't know, you know. But... I, you know, it wasn't, wasn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, media members were just talking. But they went long because they were scrimmaging hard. Like, they ran, like, a whole game. And you could hear how competitive it was. And there was another one where, you know, Didi hit a, a game winner, you know, scrimmage winner at the buzzer. Like, they were going after it. And, like, when you walked into the gym, you could just kind of feel it. But they came down and they got, they got absolutely slammed in that first half. Mm-hmm. But I've liked... What has since happened, where Jabari, every time he comes on the floor, they play better like as a team. I think he's just a floor raiser, um, which the Blazers need more of those kind of guys. And then he's a floor raiser with size. Now, that's a difference between summer league and preseason, regular season. Yeah. But then you saw Watford like really start to do stuff. Like You look at his – again, I'm not a huge box score guy in general, but summer league box scores especially – but you want to see Watford's impact? Holy hell! Like he was just everywhere. Um, I would imagine that that builds a certain level of confidence for a guy like Watford. Uh, Keon, I thought his decision making in Game One was phenomenal, and it's wavered since then. Yeah. Greg, yeah. Greg, who I love. I mean, you want to talk about vibes? I can't get a read on him. Yeah, that's been my toughest thing too. Is what what Greg is or is not or is gonna be. They're trying to like play him a little. Like they, I hope tonight we see they, they ran a little bit in their last game. Um, Watford, uh, Greg, and Jabari all on the same time. And you can talk about. I don't, I don't care what position you call a guy. You've got and don't get it twisted, guys. Uh, Trenton's six seven. He's. He, I think he's listed at like six eight or six nine. He is not. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's built. Strong dude, but he is Greg and and Jabari are both significantly taller. Like when you see them, when they see either of them next to Trendon, it's like, oh, well, oh, yeah, no, you're a lot bigger. Um, but it's I I want to see those guys out there together because I think even if they're at the back, let's say Watford's a rotation guy and and Jabari and Brown aren't, but it's still you get six seven six eight six nine. Three of those guys on the floor that can kind of just change positions. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Blazers want to be eventually, is to be like that. 
Like, look at the profile of what they're trying to do. And I know everyone's like, oh, what about Gary Payton? Gary Payton's a six foot eight dude in a six foot three guy's body. That's he's he's a freak. It doesn't he doesn't count. They brought in Jeremy Grant. They were looking at guys like Josh Minot. Like that's look at the profile of what sharp, hyper, hyper athletic, long rangy kid. They want to be what the Celtics are, but it can't happen overnight. Right. And I think I, I like seeing these things happen at the lower levels first to build the culture, to build the foundation. That's one of the things I asked Coach Hetzel uh, the first day of, before they went down for Vegas. I was like, is the summer league team going to be like the big club? And like, not just, you know, how you do things, but is that going to kind of trickle down? I think eventually their G League kind of being one that emulates the other. Mm-hmm. And he said, listen, we're going to try to do, like, I know, I think if I'm paraphrasing here, I, I goes, I, I know we maybe got away from some things towards the end of last season because, you know, they just did what they did. And, you know, that was the final 23 games of the season. We pretend that it didn't happen. But they're trying to get to a point where they're hyper-aggressive. They blitz, they trap, they recover, they pick up full court. They're in your face. It's not just lip service. Coach lip service is, yeah, no, we're going to play faster. Every coach says that. We want to play better defensively. Yeah, but they're following it up so far. Now, I think there's gonna they'll adjust the sliders a little bit because Dame doesn't play fast. It's just not what he does. But other guys, yeah, I can see them playing faster and, and kind and of getting into going it. Up. Yeah, the tempo's yeah. going up when he gets to the bench. Yeah. And and they, I don't think that's a secret. No, and you look at the rest of the roster, basically, outside of Damon Nurk, they're all playing faster. Yeah. That's what they're—Trendon's a grab-and-go guy. Like, that's that's going to be the M.O., and I, I, I like—and for, for me, the game starts here in, what, a uh, half hour? About uh, 50 uh, minutes. Some, yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, I want to see, like, emulate a little bit of that. I'm not asking you to be that, and I know you're not those guys. But that's kind of what I want to see is the kind of the vision for the future because Chauncey's got four more years on his contract. Well, it's a big year for him. Like, let's not overlook that aspect of this team, too. It's yeah. We can get into roster stuff, and, and I, I want to hit on a question that we had earlier. But uh, I'm kind of excited for this year, too, just to see what Chauncey is. Uh, I don't know how any – person breathing oxygen has any takeaway of Chauncey being good or bad or, or one way or the other from last year. I thought not that he was dealt a raw hand. He should have, and probably did know what he was coming into. And then they did. If he didn't, it's on him. Well, absolutely. (laughs) But again, he comes into a situation that should have been dismantled. It wasn't. And it's like, Oh, we're kind of done. And this shouldn't have happened, but here we are. I didn't view that as necessarily a referendum on him. I just don't think it it was a team with the right makeup for the way he wants to or he's envisioning them playing. Now, Dame is going to be a slightly different variation of how they want to play because, of as you mentioned, he doesn't like to really speed up the tempo. But I think you're going to get a lot of that when Nurk and Dame go to the bench. And you sure, you go a little smaller, but you get to push, push, push. You get to use your athleticism. You get to use your sneaky length. And you get to make things feel real uncomfortable. What, what I what I want to see from, from tonight is kind of what you're hitting on is continue to show me what is the style you're aiming for, right? Like Joe said this, and it got me really excited. They didn't necessarily hit on it per se, but 
it was a wings, wings, wings thing. It's like mm -hmm. athleticism, and we we want more guys. We want multiple positions, switch defenders. They have that. They just don't have all the height they want. And that yep. kind of leads into a question we had from one of our listeners. It was like, and, and let me find it here. Give me a quick second. It, it, here it is. It's from Mike Dennis. He said, instead of Peyton, would not a small forward been a better fit? And I, I think that's an okay thing to be wondering out loud. My response to that one would be, well, GP2, having seen him in college and now seen him in the NBA, he is a switchable defender on positions one through four, depending who the four of the other team is. Mm -hmm. So that variation's great. And two, sure, fine, you want somebody a little bigger. I, I can understand that feeling. But outside of Jeremy Grant, who was that? Because Portland had a decision to make this offseason. Are we going to sell off the package for OG Ananobi, who is a very damn good player? We wanted kind of mm -hmm. to see him here. But is it really worth giving up even more in your future to maybe be the 5C? And I think that's what Joe Cronin had to think real long and hard about and said, no, it's it's not. We can be in the playoff, whether it be a play-in or a six seed. Probably won't win year one, but maybe some of these dudes hit. We have some flexibility now. Some guys are under contract. They'll be able to make moves if they need to. And let's go get a, a versatile defender, one of the best point-of-attack defenders, as you noted a couple yeah. pods ago, in GP2. So I get the sentiment. But outside of Grant, like, OG was a high price. There just there wasn't that many uh, available as we thought. They, there they just didn't have the capacity to get what they wanted to go get. Yeah. But they, for the first time in years, they wanted to go get something. That's step one. Well, and they got and they, one and of they the did they won. They got Jeremy Grant, and that's again a bigger move than they had made in the previous nine years. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm noticing in the comments already that people are talking about starting GP two and Hart and and Simon's coming off the bench. We're not going to start this next era off with another group of people thinking that this just not starting somebody is that just got paid twenty five million dollars. We're really not doing that, are we, guys? Come on now. Well, well, I will say this <clears throat> to defend some people saying that I listened to Zach Lowe's thing. He had a whole big thing on the. Blazers on his last mm -hmm. pod, and he said he just blurted out the lineup. He's like Dame, Ant, Hart, Grant, Nurk, and I just I kind of was like Hart, Hart. You got to give Nas that start. I mean, here's the thing. I I asked around while I was down there, and one of the things that they're definitely toying with is Josh Hart running the second unit, which I love. I love that. I love that idea. You have currently three players. Uno, dos, tres, who can triple pass and shoot effectively and create for others. Dame, Ant, and Josh Hart. Mm -hmm. Sharp is, beyond being pert, he's not a playmaker, and his handle's got to get tightened up. Jeremy's creation is mostly self-creation. Nurk is a playmaker, not a creator. Like, you don't want Nurk initiating. If you have Dame, Ant, and Hart starting, you're playmaking in the second unit is going to get pretty sparse pretty quickly. And it becomes yeah. harder, to harder, harder and harder to stagger that. Um, it's what I would imagine that what happens is one of Hart and Dame, Hart and Ant, are on the floor. It becomes much easier if it's Nas starting. Because he doesn't need to be a primary initiator. He can be the glue guy. He can, he can be your rim pressure guy as well. Which, again, yep. I think that's something can kind of figure that out. And, and now we've got people saying if Manu could come off the bench. Guys, listing, if, if, who, I'm sorry. if Manu can come off the bench, Ant can do it. Oh, count, yeah, yeah, 
It's not gonna happen. Using the exception for the rule is not how this stuff works. It's that's not how it ever works. Um it's it's gonna be really interesting to kind of see what they what they do with the lineup. They have some different combinations. Uh I've been kind of playing with how those things will play out as far as minutes and rotations. I would expect Damon Ant to both bid up thirty four minutes. I'd put Grant at thirty two, Nurk at twenty nine to thirty one, call it thirty. Uh, then you probably have Hart at 26 to 28. He may bump into 30, depending. I would imagine the closing lineup probably has Hart in it. Yeah. I would imagine Dame, Ant, Hart, Nas, Grant. In their closing lineup? In their small ball lineup? Ball, huh? Yeah. No, in their small, yeah, they hinted oh. at that uh, a little bit in Vegas. Okay. Uh, well, uh, is Nurk going to be happy with that? That's where depends Nurk on the matchup. Like if yeah. if you're if you're if they've got a, a legit like if it's Nuggets, Nurk staying on the floor. You're playing Phoenix. You got to keep Nurk on the floor. Yeah, right? but if you're if you're playing teams that go a little bit smaller, like if Sacramento, like Sabonis is kind of a five, but he's really like six, nine, six, ten, he's right? more of a four. Yeah. Um, I, I would imagine instead of trying to match somebody else, playing more to your strengths and spreading the floor and, and doing some things like that, I think that's a that's something that, that, that pushes its way its way to it. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of – the preseason is going to be fun. Hell, the, <laughs> the, the, the thing I think is going to be really interesting is with Jabari Walker signing this deal, I think he's reached the – hey, why don't I throw him out there in the preseason and see what happens? I, I – I, Probably I, you have to. Yeah, like, I, I but I mean he'll play. But I'm, like, I'm talking about like playing him with like a yes with a real unit. Yes, like not team, not a yes. not a back of the bench unit. Like yeah. give him give him ten minutes. See this, see yeah. what happens because because he's six eight six nine and ha- he's toolsy. Like he can dribble a little. He can create a little bit. He can defend a little bit. He can shoot a little bit. Like, and he's not going to just stand in a spot. He's he, going to drift and move around. Move, 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 move. Yes, he's going to know that he's he's a valuable piece that way. And and what I would add to that is, you as a team. Joe said it himself. This is not a complete thing. This is mm-hmm. we're not content. This is our team probably, and we're going to be a problem for some teams out there and be a bit of a headache. I don't disagree with that. But you're not in a position where you can be choosy here. You you are kind of forced. You forced yourself, right, with some prior mistakes that you made in the position you're in. You have forced yourself to say, "Hey, we got to see what these young guys can be and how soon they can be it." Right? Yeah. I don't know if Jabari is a valuable piece here too. I don't know if Shaden takes three or four years to pop. I don't know that. But if Shaden's not getting surgery and he's good to go via preseason, if Jabari is okay and good to go, the preseason is for this. Let the starters get some reps and feel good and get a little in shape. Get the, work, work, work their lather up and, and get your communication sure. down. But when you play Makai, you know, the team from Israel. Makai Haifa? When you play Makai Haifa. <laughs> when you play Makai Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you got to you, you, when you. When you play future from eight mile, <laughs> I I want to see the young guys out there. I don't give a damn, man. Like yeah, no, go go cook. Position to do that, yes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I, where I find myself at right now. Um, 
the Blazers, I should say, the Blazers have the opportunity tonight. If they win this game by enough points, they could be in the Summer League title and we could get one more game and we could have some little bit of fun with a Summer League championship and, and, and maybe a, a, a Summer League ring. But the really the only real big news that we're waiting on still is the last bit of news here around Shaden Sharp, which could kind of sour the offseason if it does go to the, the dark side, knock on wood. Um, hopefully it does not. But um, are you here? Have you heard anything at all on uh, that front? No, like at all. It, I have been <laughs> completely. I was able I'm, to get I'm a little. I was able I'm to get. Nervous. Well, I was able to get a little bit of information while I was down there, and they they were optimistic. Mm. So, from what I was able to gather, famous last words. <laughs> I will tell you this: around uh, Zach and Nods, they were not. Those were immediate. Yeah, those are not good. Those are not good. Um, Eminem, it's Eminem in the chat here. Eminem Summer League Championship tee. I, but you, you better have one ready, man. Get it ready. Evan, I told you, man. I told you they were coming for that Pelican crown. They Fired up. A uh, little bit of news this week. Uh, shout out the local uh, Woodbat League affiliate, Portland Pickles, who were having a Trailblazers night on Sunday. Yeah, I will. I will be out there. Really? I got got the official invite from Dylan T. Pickle himself. Okay, is that also a certain somebody in that Dylan T. Pickle costume inviting you? Uh, no, he's the PA guy. Oh, well, I didn't know if he, you know, yeah, did both jobs. Yeah, no, no. And in fact, he's not going to be there. He texted me, uh, "Damn it, not going to be there," <laughs> right when I told him. Hey, so th- let's give them not only a shout out for having you out there. Please don't die on the mountain. That's the last thing kids want to hey, see. Hey, listen, it. man, I made it through a whole radio show today without blacking out. Which was fantastic. You know, baby steps, baby. Baby steps. That's all we need. Next thing we know, we're going to sign off this pod. You're going to text me like, hey, I'm at the hospital. I just had a brain hemorrhage, but I'll be good for tomorrow. I'm like, okay, I don't know how that works, but sure. Um, <laughs> for those that don't know, I yesterday afternoon in the first segment of our of Dusty and I show, Dusty and I show, um, I disappeared for 25 minutes. Because Three minutes into the goddamn show, Danny, like, <laughs> damn near died. Somehow, some way, he found a way. So I looked at Dusty, and, and uh, everything. I've, I've got what's called BPPV, and uh, it's vertigo for a lesser term. Um, and it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And it, it hasn't hit me in like a year and a half, but it hit me for some reason. I was gone, completely floored. And it was like somebody put me in a spin cycle and like, I could barely look at Dusty, and I like I turned white, and I hit him with the. And Dusty's so like what? And I gave him a spinning finger, like, and, like literally, like, like you know we're still we're on air. I killed my mic, yeah. and I grabbed the desk and kind of looked at him, and I'm like, nah, I'm I'm not doing good, but but, but I'm like, I could kill the mic and be like, I'm not good, but I'm I'll be okay. And he's right? Like, Are you sure? <laughs> kind of a deal, and. uh we made it to the break. I tried to kind of power through that segment, and I got into it, and I, I said a couple things. I, I bet you if I go back and listen to it closely, I, I probably sound like I'm slurring. Well, I mean, when your room is spinning and you got to throw up yeah. and you're not feeling good, yeah, you probably did. Um, and I, I did uh, go puke my brains out. <laughs> so went went and absolutely just hit. Um, for those like people who are worried about like my my heart and cardiac conditions, this is not related to that in any way, shape, matter, or form. It's just, just another thing. Just purely, <laughs> we spent the first segment today going over all of my injuries. Yeah, 
And Dusty was just kind of blown away. I'm like, I've got a medical record like this thick, man. I'm, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, but one of those that's going to somehow live to 98 years old. And you're like, I'm going to be like Artie Lang. I'm going to outlive yes. everybody. And you're going to go, how? You're, you're modern day Keith Richards. You're just like, <laughs> wait a minute. I, all those drugs you did, you're still living and you're still great. Uh, I, that's kind of odd, but okay. Um, um, but shout out to Pickles for having you. Yeah. And, Let's give them a lot of love real yeah, quick here. No, I was going to say, they, everybody, they've come out. A, yeah, go out, support the Pickles. They've had a hell of a summer. Their social team has It's one of the best crushed. there is. It's crushed. They get notified. They get a lot of love. They had a fan run out there and tackled by a Pickle. They, you know, they've done everything you possibly could do as a low A minor league type team and they've gotten a lot of notice and yeah. notoriety for it uh and they're, they're just fantastic like the ownership group is headed by john ryan the former seahawks punter um it's it's a good time so head out to lens park uh they've got stuff going on all weekend but it is a pickles slash trailblazers day in the past you see they had this little this little ditty the dill city yeah the dill city fitted yep. Um, I would be wouldn't be surprised if they brought that back out. Um, Haas says Keith Richards is pickled. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's a good time at Lentz Park out there uh, on the as 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 Joe Simons likes to call it God's country at, at, out in Lentz. Um, but um, come up, hang out. If you see me out there, come say hi. Uh, should be a good grand old time. Uh, I am finalizing the video, the Gary Payton video. I'm hope, I'll probably help drop that on Saturday. Um, the the wife is out of town, so I will have time to kind of get things taken care of here over the next 24 hours, Friday and Saturday, uh, to get the Grant video done. And then the um, I started working on the Jabari Walker video. So, um, and hopefully I'll have some uh, very good and very special Jabari Walker content to add alongside that. So. Um, other than that, I think we'll get out of here on that. I appreciate you guys. We love you. Um, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Help us get the 4,000. I think we're just short of... Let me see where we're at right now. I think we're just short of 3,700. 3,700 is the number. Uh, big money, big money, no whammies. I closed my other tabs. Let me do this live. Yeah, we're at 3,656 right now. So go. if you haven't already, please uh, subscribe and help us grow the show. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. Please if you're, share if, us. Yeah, please if, share if, you're, us. if you're a podcast person, you're listening here on the replay, let people know where they can find us. Uh, we're on YouTube and anywhere else you get podcasts. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be bringing you more and more. I'll be bringing you more and more original content uh, as the summer progresses. Uh, I've got uh, Omari Sankofa from the uh, Detroit Free Press. I want to make sure I where where's which which paper is Amari from? Uh, there's so many guys from Detroit. Yeah, from the Detroit Free Free Press, who's going to come in and talk about Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wanted to hold off until we kind of knew what the roster was going to look like to see where he would kind of end up. Uh, and so he will come in, and then uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'll just say I haven't told you this, but I'm just kind of sharing it now. Yeah, no. I'm working and noodling on some stuff for August. Uh, end of July is a really tough month for me. I don't know how active I'll be on the pod from various things they got planned for the summer with the fam. Mm-hmm. But I, I know in August and after that August 1st, we'll give grades and all that stuff. Working on some some guests that we could have and just kind of sit down and talk about expectations, talk about yep. what we think about this team, You know, get some real deep dive fun stuff. Maybe doing a crossover thing with Richmond. We're big supporters of his pod. Yep. He does a good job. Uh, we've had the homies hiking and Gunderson on. So, like, we love supporting people. And, yeah, I think August is going to be a good month for us as well as we 
ramp up closer and closer uh, to the start of camp and obviously the season starting in October. Yeah, it's going to be here quicker than you think. That's for sure. Um, uh, I should say the we will have to probably wait on uh, August 1st. We might have to do that show on August 2nd because I'll be down for Pac-12 Media Days and coming back yep. and forth from L.A. So, yeah. Um, and then you get to go to, to Georgia for opening week kickoff, don't you? I do not. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, Andy's going. That's my bad. Uh, Andy's not going. Oh. Yeah, it's one of those, uh, we're the home of the Ducks, and we don't go to any big games. Oh, and I thought then, you like, were going. No, we're, we've been angling for it because, oh, my God, the Oregon Ducks are playing Georgia in Georgia. Why would we not be there as the home? But Okay. Welcome Any- to radio in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we have stuff going on. Uh, Anton asked, where, where will I post the Jabari video? So I haven't done any of the breakdown videos since this time last year, uh, but they are on the uh, – they are on the YouTube page, and I will post them there. I'll probably also they'll, they'll also be on um, on Blazers Edge. Uh, they usually debut there, and they live on YouTube. Um, every now and then, I drop them off on on Reddit just so everybody can kind of anybody who wants to see like the player stuff can get that. I don't usually link much there, but that'll that'll be there. Um, I think that kind of ties up everything for right now. Um, but yeah, I think you. Th- uh, I think that's it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so you can find us on social media at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey's, jackramsey's at gmail.com. You can find Brandon every morning, Monday through Friday, 10 to the fan with Dirt and Sprague. You can find me uh, following Colin uh, on 10 to the fan, Danny and Dusty, noon, two, three, it's the 1080 boys. What can I say? Uh, and, and follow, uh, I have a show page for my radio show. Danny and Dusty just created one, yep. so follow that one as well. So you can find uh, the Dirt and Sprague show on Twitter as well as at Danny and Dusty. Uh, again, thank you all so very much. We appreciate you. Uh, let's go enjoy this game. This could be the last one for a couple months, and then we get into the real, real dog days. So uh, try to take this one in a little bit. Take care. Enjoy the rest of the night. We will catch you guys on Sunday for kind of a summer league wrap. Until then, take care.